Hey, welcome back to the pastor's table. Neil is here. It's going to be a great episode. We're going to be talking about why sometimes you might feel weak and sickly. Yep, that's what we're going to be talking about. And you'll be surprised at where it's going to go. So get your pen, get your paper, grab that bag of popcorn. It's going to be a great episode. This season, we've been talking a lot about relating fellowship, the Lord's body, how to walk together as one. And we wanted to start this session off by discussing uh, uh, all kinds of things that occur and, and kind of rise out of the place we commonly turn to when we have communion. But we're going to go a little bit further down in the passage to begin here, but we might go back a, a few verses after. But let's turn in our Bibles today to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to start with verse 29, then I'm going to read it in the King James, and Anne's going to follow up with the Amplified Classic Version. It says in the King James Version, For he that eats and drinks unworthily, eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And for this cause, it says in verse 30, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Mm-hmm. In the Amplified, it says, For anyone who eats and drinks without discriminating and recognizing with due appreciation that is, is Christ's body, eats and drinks a sentence, a verdict of, ju- of judgment upon himself. That careless and unworthy participation is the reason many of you are weak and sickly, and quite enough of you have fallen into the sleep of death. Hmm. So this, uh, uh, we, lots of people have questions like, how come that person got their prayers answered so quickly? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and how come, how come it's taking so long for me? And I'm sure none of you have thought that. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're looking at this, it's just so interesting. Discriminating and recognizing with due appreci- appreciation Christ's body. And we, we read this when we're talking about communion, but we're just not talking about taking elements of bread and grape juice or whatever we use for communion. Um, we're, we're, you know, examining ourselves, but, you know, examining others mm-hmm. and who others are and how we treat them mm-hmm. as, part of, uh, um, as part of Christ's body. I mean, like, oh, I love Jesus, you know, I, I serve him, I do everything. And yet you're speaking to brother, brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so, and you're being really rude to them, mm-hmm. you know, not being very polite even. Mm-hmm. And we wonder. Mm-hmm. Why is it that in you? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then not discerning, like if you, like, if you love Jesus, like I know I love Jesus. I don't know about you. You, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. I love him. And there's Jesus and other people. Yeah. And as I start to get to know people more and more, I love them. Uh, and it's not it, it's not a love that's that that I have in my own self, mm-hmm. but it's a love that he's given me. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the one of the fruit is, is 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 loving other people. And if if we're not discerning, you know, other people and treating them that well what's at the root of this what's mm-hmm. at the root of this problem mm-hmm. of you know seeing other people and 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 not being able to examine and discriminate and recognize who is my brother mm-hmm. who is my sister and how am i supposed to treat them i think that that's a lot of the reasons why um we don't resolve issues mm-hmm. 
because we all recognize who our brothers and sisters are, mm -hmm. that they've got Jesus in them just like we have. Mm -hmm. And then some relationships just fail and never get back up. Mm -hmm. And and we, we recognize that that some people are unwilling to forgive for all of their reasons. And, and so we we accept it. We don't like it, but we accept it. And I think that, and we are hoping that through these episodes and what we've talked about, that some of these issues, maybe you're one of those persons that you just, you've been on the other side of some kind of offense, some kind of place where you didn't know how to respond to someone, how how to tell, you know, yes, I did get hurt. And yes, I'm still really angry about that. And what do you do then? And I think that the, the word of God's got answers for you mm -hmm. and, and you can get better. And part of it is recognizing Jesus and others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. um, if we go a little bit further up in the verses here, so we're still in chapter 11, but start reading at, um, at verse 20. And it says this, it says, So when you gather for your meetings, it is not the supper instituted by the Lord that you eat. That's mm. it's quite, the, uh, quite the statement there that he makes. Um, again, this is Amplified uh, Classic Translation here. It says, For in eating, each one, Amplified adds in here, hurries to get his own supper first, not, and then adds in here again, not waiting for the poor. And one goes hungry while another gets drunk. And then he says in verse 22, What? Do you have no houses in which to eat and drink? Or do you despise the church of God and mean to show contempt for it while you hum humiliate those who are poor? And he adds in, Who have no homes, have, no have brought no food. What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. And so he's, he's starting to talk about the issue at hand, what he has observed or has at least heard of, that was occurring in the churches. So you can imagine everyone's gathering around a church and we're going to have a big meal together. Mm -hmm. But some people here had brought food and just started to go ahead and eating and like it's a big party. Mm -hmm. And there are others there that had nothing. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there at the table kind of just, they've got nothing in front of them. No one's sharing anything with them. No one's giving, they're just sitting there with nothing at the table. And so he's saying you are actually despising or making little and treating with contempt God, the church of God. Mm -hmm. You're all at the table, but some have some and some have nothing, and you're not doing anything about it. And because of that way of mistreating and making little of other people who are Christ's body, mm -hmm. and everyone is a member of it. Everyone of the, in that church was a member of Christ's body. He's saying you're treating God this way. You're treating the body of Christ this way. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when we were reading from verse 29, whoever eats and drinks, uh, Amplified said, without discriminating and recognizing with due appreciation that it is Christ's body. Mm -hmm. And you can see exactly how they were doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were at a, a, in a situation like that where you're at, the, at a big banquet and there's People, it's kind of like, you know, what we call a potluck, right? People just bring everything that mm. them for themselves and they bring to share and such. But can you imagine that there are people sitting at that table and they're not eating anything because mm -hmm. they didn't bring anything, mm -hmm. right? Uh, even in some decency, you would probably say, hey, can I get you something? But here, they weren't even doing that. Mm -hmm. There were people there that were going hungry, not, right? And yet, they are just as much a member of Christ's body as, mm -hmm. as you and I are. This was so much a big deal that 
In verse 30, it says, this is the reason why so many of you are sick and weak, and even some have died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because of the way that they had mistreated others in the body. Mm -hmm. This isn't even talking about offense here. Mm -hmm. He's not saying you had a problem with your brother or sister in the Lord, and you've been holding a grudge, and you've been... Mm -hmm. It's not even talking about that. That's Mm -hmm. right. This is talking about you're just letting your brother and sister go hungry. You're not Mm -hmm. even being considerate of them. And for that reason, I mean, you hold up the cup and you hold up the bread and, you know, this is the body of the Lord. This is the, you know, the the blood of the Lord. And we remember what he did for us. And we remember that we're one body and yet despise those parts. That's hypocritical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's going through the motions and doing the church thing. And, Mm -hmm. oh, yes, you know, it's communion Sunday and we're going to celebrate. We're going to do this and do that. And meanwhile, despising the very people who are part of the same body that you belong to, who represent the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. It's very hypocritical to do that. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to be religious. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to be religious. It it takes a little bit more um, consideration effort to treat one another with the same respect that you would treat Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It takes a little bit more than just holding up a piece of bread and holding up a cup on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, appreciation. And like, and it yeah. says appreciation, mm-hmm. like that you value mm-hmm. the other person, mm-hmm. not just treat them well, mm-hmm. but you value them and appreciate them and are thankful for them. Mm-hmm. This is um, another word for in the value is honor. And we've talked quite a bit in different times about honor. But this is the kind of honor that we're talking about here is when it comes out of selfishness where we've seen some who begin to comprehend that there's honor and they give it to one person. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes because I'm the senior pastor here and, and in that particular role, people will honor me or it looks like that. And, and I, I receive gifts with kindness and, and I'm grateful and I, and I am blessed. But it's not really honor if it's only to one person. Mm-hmm. We have to acknowledge maybe maybe there's a child that, that gets ignored. Mm-hmm. Not the one who's screaming for attention that's in your face, <laughs> but what about the one that's over there that gets forgotten? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not a child, but somebody who's been there every week for church. Do you know there's one particular person in our church that I know who has been here almost since the, the, the very first days that we started and, and is happy to just sit in a corner and... and doesn't ask for prayer very often, uh, just goes about her way and is faithful and 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 a few of her, and they've been here for years mm-hmm. and quietly. And do we recognize that? Do we give mm-hmm. honor there? The, these are the things. Do we treat others how we want to be treated ourselves? It's not just about food. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay I, I I have to tell you guys the story. Okay, okay, so. <laughs> Um, this is just a, an analogy of the difference between heaven and hell. Okay, very simple, but it gives, I think it really illustrates what we're talking about here. So you've got heaven and hell, and you've got the same banquet table in both heaven and hell. And you've got these chopsticks that are about six feet long that you have to use, and the people in hell have to use them, and the people in heaven have to use them to get food off of this banquet table. That's the only way that they can eat off of this banquet table. So you have everybody in hell trying to figure out how to get the chopsticks and the food on the chopsticks and get it to their own mouth. While you in heaven, you have everybody helping each other. They're picking up the food for the other people and feeding everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that, a good illustration because the yeah. six feet long yeah. is difficult to bring that to your own mouth yeah. mm-hmm. when it's six feet long, right? Exactly. 
But it's easy to reach across the table and feed somebody else with yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To take yeah. care of your brother and your sister in the Lord. That's a good illustration. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so often, really, I mean, coming back to selfishness, that's yeah. really the essence here. Mm -hmm. We get so consumed, and especially the way our global situations are in the cultures, we, we tend to withdraw into our own self, try to feed ourselves, look at ourselves, and in some ways, even when it comes to communion, the introspective side, mm -hmm. where we go and examine ourselves, mm -hmm. are we worthy to receive the blood? Mm -hmm. And it becomes very, very religious. And it's easy for us to look at religion in someone else and not see That's the right, moat, yeah. mm -hmm. the <laughs> log size in yeah. our own eyes, yeah. mm -hmm. and see that this is not that kind of introspection. It's not about beating yourself up. <clears throat> it's about, do I see what's in front of me? Yeah. Have I really seen my brother and sister? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this isn't about excusing them because they had a bad day and they're acting weird. No, <laughs> it, it's, it's because so many of the things that we do are kind of in response to a negative thing. Oh, they need help mm -hmm. or they're having a rough day. But what about those having a good day? Do we notice them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I said with this person, they were having a good day. They didn't yeah. seem to need. So if, if we're not drawn to each other or serving one another because mm -hmm. of need, how are we drawn? How are we connected? Yeah. So we don't want to be connected by need. I'm no. not connected to our children because they need a parent. No. Mm -hmm. And they need some training, but that's mm -hmm. different. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm connected to them because of the blood. Yeah, the blood. Yeah. And is thing. that yeah. so different with the body of Christ that we're connected by the blood of Jesus? Yeah. So, um, and we, we tend to, well, in good times and in bad and recite all the bad. But what about the good times? Mm -hmm. What about those? Can we celebrate when God blesses that other one and not me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. You know, when you think about edifying one another, it doesn't just mean edifying, in other words, trying to pick you up when you're down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily what that means. Now, mm -hmm. it can. Mm -hmm. If someone's feeling like they're just in a slump and they're having a difficult time, then yeah, we definitely as brothers and sisters in the Lord should go and be able to help them and pick them up and encourage them and edify them mm -hmm. in that in that way. Mm -hmm. But what if, like you said, if they're doing very well, they're happy, they're cheerful, they're blessed, they're doing good, how do you edify that same person? Mm -hmm. But edifying just means to build up and to strengthen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can add to their joy, you can yeah, add yeah. to their strength, you mm -hmm. can yes. add to. Mm -hmm. You can continue to pour that blessing on them mm -hmm. even if they're already blessed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? Now, Neil and I are kind of like, you know, we show our emotions of joy quite easily. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> yeah. that, that's a gentle way of saying that, isn't it? Um, we're very expressive, <laughs> especially in worship and things. And, and it, it's a good thing we stand kind of on opposite sides often because by the time both of our arms are out, how many times we've actually accidentally clipped someone <laughs> while waving our arms wildly at Jesus. I've almost smacked uh, Anne's husband Ari a couple of times and he's been coming back up to his, uh, his chair. His usherly duties. <laughs> <laughs> we do, but what a great thing to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And I realize we don't all celebrate similarly, but it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. and, and we want to do that. Our great heart is to see people come out of the, the, the cycle of, of things that are challenges. And yes, that you will, we all will face challenges, but it's not our whole life. Mm -hmm. And our whole life shouldn't be coming out of a challenge. There are things for us to do. And God's got plans and they're good plans. But as long as we're stuck in the cycle of fixing what went wrong, uh, then we're gonna be in a rough place. Now, 
one of the reasons we brought this up is because we want to see people come out of the place where it's hard for them to receive the great healings that Jesus has bought so that we can actually begin to live mm -hmm. in the promises. Amen. And God wants every one of us to be able to live daily, not just looking for healing, but in the divine level of health he has already provided for us. Mm -hmm. And and if we can be super honest about the times that we've grit our teeth in the back and put a smile on our face in the front, denying a problem doesn't fix it. No. And and so we want to see us come to a place where we can receive easily. I think you had a great uh, story you were sharing with, through Kenneth Hagin, but uh, yes, um, as we were reading through this prior to starting this episode here, I was reminded of. Um, a story that Kenneth Hagin tells when he was meeting with another minister and they were having some conversations about people receiving healing and such. Mm -hmm. And um, so the other minister said, well, I think I might know why some do and some don't. He goes, I've noticed this. And he starts talking about uh, two different groups of people in his church. Um, and one in particularly one lady who had been faithful there at church for a long time and, you know, just lived right, lived a clean life. And, um, but she had a, a long-standing illness of some sort, disability of some sort, I don't remember the details now, uh, that she was continually getting prayer for and all sorts of ministers had come through and prayed for her and she's still dealing with it. She hadn't seen any healing in her body yet. And one of the things that bothered her was that, you know, you know I'm, a, I'm a good Christian, you know, why, why isn't God healing me? I, I don't understand. And so he was contrasting that lady with another family in his church that uh, they were, they attended church occasionally, and uh, they tended to be very rough individuals, mm -hmm. un uncultured individuals, and seemed to get into arguments with each other and just, uh, you know, just knock them down, drag them out, fist fights kind of thing. And so the pastor was going over to their place quite frequently to kind of talk them off the ledge, so to speak, and help them get back <laughs> together and this and that. And then once once yes. that happened. You know, they would forgive one another very easily. Yeah. Okay, I forgive you. And it's like nothing ever happened. When they forgave, it was gone. It wasn't, they didn't say, I forgive you because I'm supposed to. And then they hang on to it for another three years. They actually forgave and just, you know, treated each other well until they got into another argument. But they were quick to forgive. Mm -hmm. He said, well, I've noticed this is that whenever the, anyone in that family got sick, they would come for prayer and they almost every time they got healed instantaneously, mm. almost every time, but they never failed to receive healing. Mm. And he said, it seems to me that the difference is, is that the one lady, she always held grudges. Mm. Mm. It took her a long time to forgive somebody. Mm. If someone offended her in church, it took her a long time to, okay, and just release it and let it go. Whereas the other family, they were quick to forgive. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no problem, done, over not holding on to it. And so the ability to forgive one another in the body seemed to be a major reason as to why some received healing a whole lot faster than others. Mm -hmm. The way that they esteemed others, other Christians in the body, had a lot to do with how well, how easily they received healing. Mm -hmm. And you can see that here in verse 30 when it says, mm -hmm. if it says, this is the reason why many of you are weak and sickly and quite a few of you have fallen asleep, uh, in, meaning died. And he's saying that by not discerning the Lord's body or not showing proper appreciation mm -hmm. and value 
to other members of mm -hmm. the body of Christ. And by not doing that, that is the reason why many of you are ill. Mm. And so you can see even with this family, even though they didn't attend, attend church very, you know, it was very infrequent. And even though they were getting into lots of arguments, they did know how to forgive one another very quickly. Mm -hmm. And that had a huge impact on their ability to receive healing. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a very interesting comment. So the challenge is, can we be willing to go to God and have him open it up in such a way that we can see and be willing to admit, perhaps there have been times mm -hmm. where we've held those grudges. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's be open to him speaking to us and make sure that we do forgive. God can help us do it where we've had a tough time. He's forgiven us so we can forgive too. God bless you.